If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. Hey, what's up? So that's it. The first game for the Utes in the NCAA tournament is in the books. They're coming away with a victory over Fresno State, 80-69. to First take, what are you guys thinking about this game? Oh man, I don't. Uh, that was that was a that was a tough game to watch. We looked. We I mean, we dominated some aspects of that game. Rebounding, played pretty well defensively. Offensively, we just uh, it was weird. We were pretty efficient, um, but just had way too many turnovers. It just stalled us. What what's going on with the turnovers? It seems to be an epidemic now. They just keep game after game. They just keep happening. It's going to come back to bite us the further you get in the tournament. Well, I mean, it's we've been dealing with it all season long. You know, we're averaging, uh, I think we're averaging about 13, 14 a game. And, you know, we've had some, some games where we've taken pretty good care of the ball, and we've had some just horrific. Uh, like we did tonight. And that's that's really, at this point, that's the only thing holding us back. We're, we're we're really good defensively. When we rebound, we're really tough. And we're, offensively, we're pretty darn efficient. And, uh, you know, both inside and from, from behind the three, the problem is each game we're just giving so many possessions away where we don't even get a shot at them because we're just being, I don't know, lazy with our passes tonight. I think the biggest issue tonight, we just weren't strong with the ball. I mean, we'd drive in, and, and the ball was getting stripped. It was flying all over the place. And then just bad passes from Pirtle out of the post, um, bad passes into Pirtle um, from uh, from the perimeter. And uh, just we just did not look real sharp uh, offensively tonight, uh, taking care of the ball. And th- that's the only thing that I think is going to hold us back in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, 20 turnovers tonight – against Fresno, uh, kind of like what you're going off, Scott, that our defense actually played really well. And minus the turnovers, our offense played really well in that first half. And we could have kept Fresno almost in single digits if it wasn't for the to- turnovers. That's the only way they were scoring in that first half. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, and, and the hard part about it is it's not only do we lose a possession when we turn it over, but in a lot of times it leads to a transition bucket or an easy bucket for the, for the other team where it doesn't allow our defense to get set up and and, uh, and lower their chances of scoring. So, well, and that's I how, mean, the, the team knows it. Go ahead. I was going to say, and that's how teams can get runs. You know, they they get those transition baskets off of turnovers. It starts giving them some momentum. And we saw that tonight with Fresno, how in the second half they were able, you know, to cut the lead down. I think we were up by 11 at one point, and they were able to come back and even take the lead by one point. I mean, they only had the lead for about 33 seconds, I think. Um, but still, it's, those turnovers are killing the Utes right now. You got to give yeah, Fresno State some credit because – Defensively, that's their mo. That that's how they played all season long. They're they're not a tall team. They're a scrappy team that swipes the balls and the foot on the floor, and, and that's how they create most of their offense is by getting the other teams to turn over the ball, and and it worked tonight. I don't think I don't think Utah is accustomed to playing guys that are a little bit smaller and and kind of swipe and swipe at the ball like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that plays a part in it. But you know, if tonight was the first night that that uh, came about, then you know, I, you could uh, you could really argue that. But when it's been a, been our issue all season long, I don't think it really matters who we play. We just we're not taking care of the ball. We're just careless with our passes. You know, we're pretty predictable. I think part of it is we just spend so much time passing the ball along the perimeter that uh, you know we're just using clock and. We're really not advancing. We're we're not really being aggressive. And tonight in spurts, you know, we just we just weren't aggressive. We weren't tough with the ball. And uh, we've got to. I mean, whether it's Gonzaga, Seton Hall, or if we get past that, Michigan State, we've got to fix that. And if we can, watch out. We got a chance, but we're not going to have a chance if we just gift wrap these possessions away for the other team. Now one. I think one area that the Utes really can put their hat on tonight, and I, I really think the difference of the game, you know, you go through the stats, and between Utah and Fresno, they shot, you know, very similar. Um, the threes were exactly the same. It, rebounding. Utah out-rebounded Fresno 38-15. to 15. Well, I think... Our size, our size was a big factor in that. And, uh, you know, we were able to really uh, just control offensively and defensively on, on the boards. And and that's what allowed us to get that lead and, and to get going, So, uh, which was huge. And, you know, but it kind of gets offset if you can't take care of the ball. But, I mean, we've got to – we're going to need Kuzma. We're going to need Chapman. Um, and those guys – just have got have got to figure it out. I'm not sure what's holding holding both of those guys back at the moment, but they've got to they got to toughen up. Now, I did want to read a uh, uh, one tweet that I saw on Twitter by the notorious Sai. He says, "Typical Utah fashion: great ha- great first half giveaway, then end of second half turn it on." Now. Scott, I saw you tweeting about uh, Brandon Taylor kind of getting this team up and going. What were things that you were looking at out of out of Brandon Taylor that really pushed the Utes 
kind of into the victory once they got down by one? Well, I think I think Brandon is is one of the better ones on the team as far as just playing within himself. I mean, he he wasn't overly that impressive offensively tonight. Played good defense, but you know he he had a couple of turnovers. The the turnover that led to the the tripping that was a, a flagrant one that was not a good uh, that was not a good moment for him, but. You know, he he just has a calmness about him. He never overreacts. And, uh, I mean, with the ball in his hands, I, as a fan, I feel a lot more comfortable. And, uh, you know, he just he just played well down the stretch. Um, he wasn't, like I said, not, he wasn't overly impressive. But, you know, he, he he's a good leader. And he, and he just uh, has a way of, of, I think, calming this team down and, and playing through, and you know, credit to the whole team. I think they're they figured that out. They figured out. I mean, they could have they could have gone in the tank after Fresno makes that run. We're down by one. Every momentum is not on our side, and we could have gone in the tank and we followed it right back up with a seven seven nothing run. Got the lead. Eventually, built it back up to sixteen, and uh, and then made free throws down the stretch. So. Yeah, I, you know, they've really grown as a team to deal with adversity and to uh, know how to fire back when they've lost that momentum. And, you know, I, a credit to Brandon, credit to Loveridge. Loveridge was good tonight in, mo- in those moments. Um, you know, I, I think they, uh, they've they really progressed a lot in that area. Man, and I know even Coach K kind of talked about that after the game. He said, when we lost the lead, Jordan and Brandon stepped up. Jordan hit a big shot. Brandon had a positive assist to turnover ratio. So it is the, that senior leadership really stepped up. And, I, you know, Loveridge kind of stepped up almost the entire game. It seemed like when we needed a big shot, yeah. Loveridge was there. Well, and, and he was smart with the ball tonight. He, I mean, he had a couple errant passers, too, uh, who didn't. But, uh, um, yeah, he, he, he's been playing well. And you know what? They, they really picked up Jakob. Jakob was good. Uh, defensively, or he's good rebounding. I mean, and he was pretty good. I mean, he did finish with 16 points. Um, he just was pretty careless at times with the ball. wasn't real strong at other times with the ball. But I think I think the seniors really picked him up. Granted, he turned around and he's he's put up 16 points, 18 rebound, rebounds, and he can't really argue with that. So, um, but we're gonna need. I mean, it's a team effort. We're not, we're not the most talented team out there. So if we continue to play as a team, and dang it, can figure out how to hold on to this ball, we got a chance. We really have a chance to make a deep run, right? I mean, I'm not talking Sweet 16. I think we got to run a chance to Elite Eight, maybe beyond, if we can take care of the ball. Scott, now now you're just being a huge homer here. Well, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Ryan, that, you, that's, what, that's what you pay me to do. Yeah. Ryan, you've been kind of quiet lately. Uh, where do you think that this Utah team, after this first game, do you are you as positive about it with Scott that they can make a run past the Sweet 16, or should we really just focus on the next round, the, the typical coach speech? We'll take it one game at a time, Kim, one game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, you know, I mean, I, there, there's a lot of potential on this team. I think we've learned throughout the season um, that there's no 
there's no giving up in this team. They fight to the to the very end. I mean, there's several times this year they've fallen behind in games, and they'll claw and scratch and fight their way back and find a way to win. And we saw that again tonight. Um, but I think Scott's right. The key to making a long run is eliminating the turnovers because they're they're efficient offensively when they don't turn it over, and their defense. Is is pretty dang good. So if if they if they can eliminate the turnovers, that's a big if because we've seen it be a problem all year and well, really become a problem in the last couple of games. Well, that's the question. At this point in the season, is it possible to fix it, to fix it? It may not be. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. You you think if it was possible to to fix? They would fix it, but it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I mean, this, this is we we've been dealing with it all season long, and the season before that, and really even the season before that. I mean, the, it's been somewhat of a constant of just lots of turnovers and not really taking care of the ball. And you know, that's not to say. I mean, look at the progress we made each year. Um, so this program is just it's amazing what they've been able to do and the trajectory they're on. It's just it's just funny that this this turnover issue has just continued to plague us. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if we can fix it, but it's got to be minimized. It's we've got to just. And the funny thing is, it's not like we're just a a running gun team where we're we're always running and you're going to get a few more turnovers just based off of that alone. We slow the ball down. We we play within yeah. ourselves. That's what I just don't understand. Why within our own offense at the pace that we're comfortable running, why are we still so careless and just making passes that just aren't smart? That's just especially with yeah. the veteran group. That's what really. That's my only question on this team is is why why we can't seem to fix that. And I don't. When I say eliminate the problem, I don't mean eliminate it completely because there's no team out there that's going to not turn the ball over in the course of the game. But you're talking 20 turnovers a game, and I think it's been about 20 for the last two games. But if you can cut that down to 11 or 12, it's going to make a huge difference because you, you eliminate the fast break transition point that the other team gets because of that, and you get extra shots at the basket. So, if you can cut well, especially that, when you're when you're shooting fifty to sixty percent a game, like we've been doing a lot recently, you give us five, ten more possessions, fifteen more possessions at that percentage. Watch out! You cut you cut six or seven turnovers out of tonight's game, and that turns. Uh, it goes from an 11-point victory to probably a 20- to 25-point victory. And, you know, my, my concern with the turnovers in, is on the games where we're not shooting in, you know, in the high 50s and in the low 60s or, or whatnot. Those are the games that I get nervous about that are kind of lower-scoring games. You know, and obviously, you know, Coach K knows a lot more about basketball than than we do. And it's just oh, yeah. it's kind of baffling that, here we are again, and these problems still keep kind of wearing their ugly head. Yeah, I mean, and he knows it's an issue. He he alluded to in post game that that was 
you know, they dodged the bullet with how many turnovers they they uh, they had tonight. And um, luckily, Fresno really couldn't take more advantage of it. So he's aware of it. I mean, the coaching staff, they know what their strengths, they know what their weaknesses are. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. They're trying. I'm sure they're uh, they're talking with the guys. And they're doing everything within their power. It just it really comes down to each individual, just when the ball's in your hands, being strong with it. Having, you know, have a good grip on the ball and make a strong move instead of just, you know, I mean, letting the ball just go willy-nilly uh, when somebody puts a little contact on you. And, I mean, that's really what Kuzma, that's what Chapman, those guys have got to figure it out. They've got all the talent in the world. And they, if if they could put it together, this team would be tough. But those shoes just are really kind of missing in action. They, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just more mental with those guys right now, but uh, it's definitely an issue. But, you know, they're working towards it. What, what, I, what I, the positive I really came away impressed tonight is the refereeing was much different than what we saw in the Pac-12. You're very you know, different. They let a lot go. Turtle was getting hammered. I mean, he couldn't even he couldn't even make uh, you know attempt a layup without guys hanging on him and banging into him, and and the whistles weren't coming, and uh, you know we were able to you know maintain some good composure and uh, and not really whine or cry about it and just play through it, and uh, you know still be able to prevail. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm interested to see how Saturday how this referees is turtle. You know, he typically gets uh, gets a lot of those calls down low where he was not tonight. So, uh, um, you know, you uh, you, you got to just deal with uh, what, what they're calling and how they're calling the game. But um, that was interesting how they let so much go. It was, but you you took that around to be a positive for Utah though, because he I think Pearl is capable of making the adjustment to. Get to the get to the free throw line or get some layups, but if they're not making the calls, it's going to benefit him on the defensive end because he can stay in the game and not have to worry about foul trouble. Oh yeah, well no, it's oh, definitely that's a positive point, right? how they how they handled it, and uh, um, yeah, it definitely plays in your benefit to an extent if they're consistent on both ends, which they seem to be. Um, but uh, yeah, Pearl did. I think he got better late in the game with uh, with some of that contact. He had some double moves and um, and was able to finish late, uh, which was really big. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a great win. It was it, it was a little frustrating and ugly to watch. But heck, man, it's March here in the tournament. Any win, ugly, beautiful, is great. Okay, on Saturday. Speaking of Saturday. What's going on Saturday, Cam? That's right. So Saturday, you know, we're very appreciative of all you listeners out there and for all the support that you guys and girls give to us. So with help of our sponsor, Doubletree Suites, we are going to be throwing a watch party down at their restaurant bar area. It's called Bar 110 West. Come down, watch the game. We don't have a time yet for the Saturday game, um, but no matter what the time is, we're still doing it. It's at 110 West, 600 South. That's downtown um, Salt Lake City. 
uh, we're going to have, you know, they're going to set up free appetizers for everyone that's cheering for the Ute. So come down with your Ute gear. Uh, I think it'll kind of be like a buffet style with their with some appetizers. And then, you know, they'll have um, all the adult beverages you want, all the sodas you want. And then they also have, you know, a full menu that you can order additional food off of. But they have 70-inch TVs. So come down, watch the game with us and some other great Ute fans. And, you know, I know we'll have fun, and, and hopefully we'll be watching the Utes get a victory. Yeah, I excited that it'll be uh, it'll be fun. It's always fun to kind of watch a game with a bunch of you fans, and uh, so on Saturday, let's get to the Sweet Sixteen, baby. So Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter M, Feather. And Scott, you man underscore forever. And you can always follow me and this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Utah Man Podcast, and download us you know, on iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Uh, we hope to see everyone on Saturday. Oh, and before we go, we had a great sign-up for the Bracket Challenge. Uh, good luck to everyone who signed up, and the winner of that's going to get a free room at Double Tree Suite. So if you're in the bracket, come down to the party. That way, when you win, you already know what the hotel looks like, and and that way you can start planning that, that special weekend when you win. So until then, Ute Nation, go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be telling back guys. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.